This is a Showbile podcast. All right, into episode 21 we go here, lads. Welcome back. We're glad you could join us for another episode of Bucks on Knucks. Lots to get into today. One thing I'll be doing today is bragging a little bit about how I uh, dusted DK in fantasy football there, bud. <laughs> it wasn't even close. It was never close. It was never going to be close. My team stinks. Jalen Hurts, other fantasy teams. That's all I'm saying about that. But we've also got some UFC gambling picks for you and other UFC news. Nathan McKinnon is now the highest paid player in NHL history, so we'll look at that too. And uh, some longtime NHL defensemen retired, so we'll mention them as well. And uh, we got a lot more on top of that, so we'll get right into it here. And uh, going back to that first point I mentioned there, DK, what happened in fantasy football last week there, man? So my fantasy football team is, as Stewie would say, I'm an absolute shambles in terms of fantasy football. I said it from second one. I didn't want the number one overall pick. It was going to absolutely murder my team, and it has. Not only is my team not that great to begin with, but on top of it, I'm running into some bad luck, man. Like I was going through it, and between in two straight weeks, between my kicker and my defense combined, I have one total point. One. Some people have gotten like 10-point performances from Buffalo's D and another 8-point performance the other day from Buffalo's D. There's 18 points from just their defense and special teams alone, plus their kicker. I have one point combined through two weeks from my kicker and my special teams. My number one wide receiver went down in the first quarter of week one. My number two wide receiver went down in the first quarter of week two. And Jonathan Taylor only got me seven points last week. It's just... My team is in absolute shambles. It's no good. And on top of it, I don't have the talent to back it up, especially going up against like Cooper Cup and Jalen Hurts and your team. Your team, Ty, I think is actually boomer bust wise. Like you may score the most points in the league this year by by a lot. Well, have you guys looked at the standings recently there? I mean, fucking, you see this top in that list right there? Buddy, you didn't know fuck all about football. I don't know how I'm doing this shit, man. I just fucking went off the the projected ranks of people and picked those and fucking, I think, might be the way to go, man. You fucking start. It's like betting with your heart, right? Like start picking the guys that you like over the guys that are supposed to be doing good. And I don't know. I could fucking shamble it too. You never know. Like fucking, I got a few injured boys out there, and uh, who knows what's gonna happen? It's still only week two, so lots, uh, lots could still happen. But that was fun so far. Two weeks into it, I'm loving it so far. Two and zero, baby. Let's go, Stewie J. How you doing with your fantasy team? How you feeling? I'm one and one. Um, and then I had. Najee Harris playing yesterday um, for the Thursday game. So, and he had like a pretty average game for, for his standards. Oh, and I had Kareem Hunt playing, who I think got a touchdown, right? No, I had him to score a tutty and he didn't get one. He had Did a, Chubb get one? Yeah, Chubb had one. Yeah. Yeah. And who got the fucking. Fuck oh, me. Harris got a hit touchdown. A no, Najee, Let's go. Najee got a, yeah. a touchdown. He Both just didn't get like too, too many yards. All right. So I got one touchdown last night in a fucking, I don't know. Pretty average performances. I lost last week. Got fucked up. Um, I don't know, man. My team. Uh, I thought I was sick going into it. My draft grade told me I was going to be fucking sick. I'm not looking so sick anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of losing faith. Um, Juju fucking sucks. Hopefully he can have. A, hopefully he could have a good game sometime here. But I picked up Carson Wentz though. Russell Wilson's been fucking shit in the bed oh, for me too. So bad. He's been so <laughs> bad. I Wentz, have two of my Eagles other legends. Leagues. 
Yeah. Now, Wentz was on the fucking free agent market there, so I picked him up. Nobody had scooped him. He's got uh, tw- like over 20 both we- both weeks so far. So um, I'm going to start him this week, see what happens. And if if um, if Wilson does go crazy, hopefully Sutton picks up some points too, so I kind of get like the after effects of that. But uh, yeah, I'm not as confident as I was going into week one. Um, but I think I'll be a playoff team. Who's up in... Yeah, it's you up in one. So that the, let's the shout out the four teams that are two and zero. Oh. It's it's Tyler, the Gamblers, um, yeah. Blake, that's Mean Machine, Ray Rice's left hook, which is my buddy Dylan. Um, guy hardly checks his fucking roster and still wins somehow. <laughs> um, and then Caleb's awesome team. <laughs> Sick name. Uh, that's Caleb. That's a default mean, name for sure. I know. Yeah, I definitely didn't pick. I think this is his first time in fantasy football as well. That's one of my guys. Shout out two of my guys, Caleb and Blake, all just rounding out the top four. Blake's team's good. I think he took you to the fucking cleaners last week there, Stu, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, folded me. But then then again, like I had fucking Kamara, Harris, both had shitty weeks. Wilson had a shit week. Like uh, my whole fucking team is brutal. So um, oh yeah, and Juju four points. Thanks, thanks, man. You did my a lot favorite, for me. My favorite line of all time. It was came through the group chat during week one, I believe, and uh, we're talking about Stewie's wide receivers, and he just texts in the group. Juju's just out there doing fucking cardio for fuck's sakes. Like just <laughs> just ride the bike on the sidelines if you want to do cardio. I was crying when I saw it. Juju's <laughs> just out there doing cardio. It made me laugh so hard. I love that. That's a great thing to say <laughs> about your receivers when they're not doing well in fantasy. Well, I don't know, man. Like, this is fucking, uh, it was brutal. That was week one, right? Yeah, that was week one. Yeah, so that's when he fucking uh, fumbled the fucking ball. Yeah. um, In classic juju fashion. And um, didn't catch it or didn't see another look pretty much the whole game. So, Uh, still early, though. I mean, fucking whether you're 2 0 or 0 2, that could completely flip on you down the road yeah here. anything can happen if, with injuries and the way football works who the fuck knows jamar but, uh, chase and d's nuts sorry to interrupt you ty but <laughs> jamar chase and d's nuts has them he's one and one so he lost a week but he has the most points for so he must have gone crazy last week yeah that's your yeah that's i your think boy Stewie. Uh, the one bills receiver there was popping off there fucking i don't even know his name. Go Diggs. His yeah Diggs. yeah Diggs was lighting it up there for him he was texting me about that and i was texting him about jalen hurts man fucking great fantasy picks if you got those guys on your teams yeah dude, right yeah there. Diggs went great <laughs> bro fucking also another reason i lost last week beyond my team playing like shit your buddy fucking the mean machine there uh has what's his face saint brown and got 40 fucking points like how if I have Juju getting four singular fucking points and this guy's getting a receiver who I didn't even know I didn't even know existed before this week, putting up 40 points, like there's nothing I can do, man. Like that was brutal. Well, yeah. I, was the, I was the same way with Ty. From Ty's quarterback and Cooper Cup alone, he had fucking 65 points. 65 yeah, yeah. points from his quarterback and wide receiver one. It was like there's no chance. I fucking survived this week. And that's even with, I put in Tua last minute and Tua and the Dolphins went off and Tua got me 40 fucking points and I still lost. Like my quarterback got me 40 <laughs> points and I still lost by almost 40 goddamn points. It's just brutal. It's <laughs> Going brutal. into Monday there, I think we were tied and then I still we had were. two players to play games. Yeah, so my projected like chances to win were like 99 to 1%. 
And I was like, yeah. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. These odds are all right. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal for me. It didn't work out. I was fucking pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. Well, I had to rub it in a little bit. I'm not going to brag anymore, though. We'll move on to uh, the next thing here. It's still sticking with football. Um, did you guys see that comeback by the Cardinals against the Raiders there? I was watching that game. It was fucking electric, man. Oh, dude, it's... You're, all, you're hitting all the wrong chords. I had the Raiders minus five and a half. And the worst part about it is, is that the Raiders stopped them too. Like if you're watching the game, the Raiders stopped them with 16 seconds left. Kyler threw it out of the end zone in, on fourth down and they took a fucking penalty, gave him four more downs from the four. And then they let yeah. off the touchdown on fourth down. It was like they had eight plays the Cardinals did from inside the fucking like seven yard line, I'm pretty sure. And the Raiders blew it. That's two weeks in a row the Raiders have blown games for me like they've just there was some magic were... happening though i mean the cardinals oh, like the catch buddy made for that two-point conversion it was like unbelievable he's like rolling on his back and picks it up like i ain't fucking i don't watch a ton of football till this year but i ain't never seen something like that for for a long time since fucking watching football over my lifetime well and watching the cardinals quarterback kyler murray him rip around and just get open yeah. one of the plays was like 32 seconds long of him just running back to the 20 getting like juking three guys running back up to the 10, finding a guy open or running it into the end zone. It's like, Jesus, this guy is electric. He's electric. He's he's almost as good as Jalen Hurts, but not quite. Jalen Hurts, (laughs) goddamn legend. (laughs) Eagles beauty. And then there was another game there. There was a whole bunch of beef going on, the Bucks and Saints. I don't know how long that's been brewing. I think they were saying it's been brewing for years now or something, but all I saw was a clip like from a game before. It might even be in the same game. I was kind of like half watching while I was doing something else. But Buddy's uh, yelling at some guy in the field, and then uh, someone like uh, another player tapped him on the shoulder and started chirping him from the sidelines. Buddy turns around, and while he turns around to chirp the other guy, the first guy he was chirping from the field comes in and just fucking steamrolls him, like just folds a guy. Yeah. That was a while back, right? That was a flashback, I think. And then that game, there was more beef. It was pretty electric. There's two same guys. Yeah, Lattimore and Evans, right? I think they both yeah. got suspended one game, yep. right? Yeah, they've had beef for a long time. Plus, the Saints and the Bucks are a rivalry. Um, it, it's just, yeah. it's good football. It's good to see from time to time. Mike Evans is a loose cannon. He's done this over his career all the time. Like, if somebody chirps his quarterback or somebody on his team, he just dummies them. Like, he just runs yeah, up I felt, and dummies them. I, I thought I was watching a hockey game out there, man. It was pretty, like, fucking <laughs> electric. And they, they went after Tom Brady, and then the whole team just came after, like, you don't fuck with Brady, yep. man. The whole team's coming after you. <laughs> Exactly. That was pretty much I what he said. That. that was his defense, right? Like it's like he, he he said, "It's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do?" Yeah, it's you can see him much, yelling right? at the ref. You right, like they slowed it yeah, down, yeah. and you can read his lips. You're like that's fucking Tom Brady. It's like yeah, the ref <laughs> don't care, buddy. Like you were fucking on the sideline, but it's true, man. Like you don't let anybody chirp your quarterback, especially when it is Tom Brady, and you already have a rivalry yeah. with that guy. Yeah, hundred percent. I love that. I had to throw that in the pod here today, but um, football picks, DK. Do you have any? Yeah, do you want it? You want to rip them now, or you want to rip them at the end of the pot? I say we rip them now since we're on football. If you got them ready, if not, we can wait yep. till later. Your call. Always, you, you, I, got, you, I always baby. got them ready. I was three and two right, last let's week. Hear I was three and two last week. I was three and one in week one, which moves my record to six and three through two weeks with these picks on the pod. I got four more for you here today. I got the Eagles minus six and a half over the Washington Commanders. I know you said you just picked up Carson Wentz, Stewie, and I hope he does well for you, but the Commanders are just a fake team. I don't think they're good. Carson Wentz is due for an absolute blow-up game. He's shown it time in and time out in his career that he's not a good quarterback, 
And this Eagles team is unbelievable on offense. If you can't stop the run, Jalen Hurts is going to gouge you for 70 yards on the ground and 300 yards through the air. He's actually elite. I think I said it last week or the week before. Uh, hot take, Jalen Hurts is going to be the fantasy QB number one. I'm still in that camp, and that take is looking unbelievably good through two weeks. My second pick is the Kansas City Chiefs minus five and a half versus the Colts. The Colts stink. They are so bad. Their offense is horrible. They lost 24 nothing to Jacksonville, and that game was done within the first quarter. The Chiefs are going to roll into uh, Indianapolis and absolutely dominate this. This might be a 10-point game, and I love the Chiefs at minus 5.5. I'm going back with my third pick to get my heart absolutely ripped out of my goddamn chest, and I have the Raiders minus 2 versus the Titans. I don't know if you guys watched that Monday night game of the Titans versus the Bills. The Titans couldn't do fucking anything. They had their backup quarterback in in the third quarter because Ryan Tannehill sucks so bad. And I think the fucking Raiders are due for a win here. They played two pretty good games. They've blown two late leads. And they only have to win by a field goal. I like the Raiders minus two. And my last pick is the Bills and Dolphins over 53. Both of these offenses are great. And they just, I feel like it's going to be a shootout. And this 53 is going to hit very, very easily. So those are my four picks. Eagles minus six and a half. Chiefs minus five and a half. Raiders minus two, and the Bills Dolphins over 53. Six and three record. We're looking to fucking make it 10 and three after these four. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Love the picks, especially that Eagles one. And uh, yep. speaking of picks, we'll, we'll uh, make some, we'll move on to UFC, and we got some picks for that too. But before we get to the UFC picks, I want to talk about uh, last week there. There was some great fights. And uh, I don't have a ton to say about last week, but I think I went about eight and five on picks there, maybe eight. Maybe seven and six. I think it was eight and five. I have to go double check. Either way, it wasn't my best or my worst night. But um, one thing I can't help but mention about those fights last weekend was uh, there was a few guys there that left that fight night with some permanent new scars. Like uh, it was just an extra violent night, it seemed. You had Song Yudong there basically had his eyebrow falling off his face. And then uh, Rodriguez there, absolute animal. He had that cut on the uh, above the bridge of his nose. And that thing looked like, you know, his face was ready to fucking peel off any second, too. It was kind of crazy. Quite a fight night it was. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, any of those fights? Any any thoughts on last weekend's fights? I I didn't. I honestly can say this is the first UFC in weeks that I actually didn't really tune in for. Had a couple things going on on Saturday night. Um, got a little distracted off to the left a little bit. And unfortunately, the UFC fights were to the right of me. And I didn't really get to watch them too much. Um, yeah, I feel bad because I heard it was a great fight. I watched the highlights of the Song Yudong versus uh, um, Sandhagen, and it looked like a great fight. I was kind of pissed that I missed yeah. it. You'll have to go off of Ty's word for this one unless Stewie watched it last Saturday. I did not. I was not yeah. home, lads. I was down. I was fucking London, Ontario. The fucking I think shitty city you got, in the province. Anytime you got Sandhagen in a scrap, it's going to be violent. And this guy, like... He smiles when he says the word violence. This guy loves the shit. And he, I don't know, like he's a bit of a skinnier dude too. I think his elbows are a bit sharper than most guys because he was throwing elbows. When he throws those, they fucking cut people open. And they, they actually had to end that main event because Song Yudong's eyebrow was like almost falling off his face. Like it was that bad. It was, yeah, I love shit like that, man. It's fucking awesome watching fights like that, <laughs> in my opinion. Like I love the bare knuckle boxing and all that shit. Anyways, though, um, there's no UFC this weekend. But uh, October 1st weekend, we have a card coming up that's headlined by Mackenzie Dern and uh, Yan 
Zionan. I don't know if I say her last name right. It starts with an X, but I think you pronounce that with a Z. I don't fucking know. Yan. We'll call her Yan. Um, not the most exciting looking card, but as we've said on the show before, when it comes to UFC cards that uh, don't look so great, you know, the ones you expect not to be that great, uh, end up becoming the best fight night. So I'm hoping that's the case for this one coming up next weekend. And then as for picks, I've got a few right now, and the rest I'll uh, post on the Bucks on Nux IG and Twitter before the fight's next Saturday. And we're probably going to revisit these next week too since we've got uh, no UFC this weekend and a little bit more time to kind of look at the card and whatnot. And there's still uh, probably fights going to be added to this card. I think the whole like prelims haven't even been uh, listed yet, so you can't make picks when they're not. Their fights haven't been announced yet. But what I got right now is a parlay of Dern win by submission. And you're going to add Randy Brown, money line, because he's fighting a guy that's like 44 years old. And then this Barcelos guy, money line as well. So three, uh, three leg parlay I'm going to go with right there. And then, yeah, I'm going to stay away from making any other picks just yet because we've still got uh, to see how this card's going to look by next weekend. But uh, DK, did you have any picks for the, uh, the next weekend's fights there? I would have went Dern as well. I, I'm just looking at the card. Uh, I, I had looked at it before the pod, and I knew I liked four guys. You took three of them. Uh, you got you know my rule about 44-year-olds fighting. I always bet against them no matter yeah. who they are. I don't care who it is. It could be fucking Bruce Lee at 44. I would have bet against him. It's just my rule. I hate betting a 44-year-old and then watching the fight, and he looks like a 44-year-old. So Romero kicked it. ass, though, in, the, in, in uh, Bellator. Sorry to cut you off there, DK, but Romero, I think that guy's like 45 or older. And he just kicked some ass in Bellator today. We're recording this on Friday night here, Friday, uh, September 23rd. And uh, he was looking good out there against a guy that's a fucking unit as well. But continue, DK, my bad for cutting you off there. No, you're good, man. You're good. Randy Brown. So, yeah, Randy Brown to get the win. Barcelos I like as well. I think that's going to be a closer fight than people think. And the way it's handicapped, though, with uh, Trevin Jones. And then I also like Sadiq Youssef. I've only watched him a couple times, but I feel like every time I've watched him, he's had an entertaining fight. He's looked really good. He's 12 and two going up. Don Shannis, who's 12 and three. I like Yusuf to get the win. So if I, those are the four I like. Like you said, there's only seven fights on the whole card as of right now. I can't imagine you're going to add any two weeks out. But at the same point, we we just gave you what eight picks between us. <laughs> we and we're and we're aligned on four of them. Yeah, that's usually a good sign on this pod. If me and Ty get aligned yeah. on some picks, it's usually a pretty good sign. Yeah, especially because like we didn't really before this pod, we don't really discuss our picks. We kind of just go into it and see what we got. And then, you know, the listeners can pick the picks they like and go with those. We're not going to tell you where to put your money. You put your money where you want it. But this is uh, what we're going with. Yep. And then um, sticking with UFC here, I saw that um, Chamayev there, he tweeted that uh, something kind of hinting at moving up to 185. It was just a picture of him at weigh-ins or something like that. And he said 185 and like a couple of emojis with it. I think that's the right move for him. And I think they're probably going to line him up with Paulo Costa. Do you think that's likely lads or what do you think? Uh, what do you think of this move of him going to middleweight? I think you have to, right? You can't just let him go in there and have a number one contenders fight. But if he goes in there and beats Paulo Costa, that shoots him right up into the rankings of the top five of middleweight. Cause you don't want this guy just fighting like the 14th or 13th ranked middleweight. He probably deserves more than that from his run that he had earlier uh, this year yeah. and everything. So yeah, you go, For sure. he already had some beef with Costa. You let him fight Costa and that probably puts him close to a number one contenders fight where he can get a, a title fight with Adesanya within maybe in his third fight at middleweight. I would assume that he gets a title fight with Adesanya. Yeah, and I think that's like the the money fight too for for Dana White's perspective is to put him up against Costa because of all those backstage videos of them talking shit and whatnot. Like people want to see that because there's beef been brewing between those guys. 
And then, um, uh, speaking of money fights too, uh, Pimblet was calling out McGregor there. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but wouldn't that be a fucking electric pay-per-view? And Pimblet was saying like that could be the highest selling pay-per-view of all time. I don't know if it would beat McGregor and Khabib kind of thing, but I mean, in the UK, that would do insane. The, the Irish guy versus the English guy there, that would be fucking electric. Do you think that's like possible now? Do you think it's likely to happen? What are your thoughts? Pimblet McGregor. I think so. I think you got to put it in the UK, like you said, though. Like, if not, I don't think it's going to do as well. Just because I don't know, Patty the Batty's still like kind of new. Yeah. If that and everyone wants to fight McGregor, right? Like, of course, you're going to call him out. Everyone wants the McGregor fight because they're going to get paid. Patty has his own own uh, money making skills, though, for Dana as well. Like, it's too. Like people say, Pimblet might be the next kind of McGregor type guy. Like he, he is a he is a machine out there. If he goes on a run and ends up getting a belt, he'll be one of the biggest names. Like he, he'll be a Hall of Famer if he goes and does that. Too early to say now. We got to see. Like he's still young and whatnot. But I would love to see that fight. And then um, uh, before we move on from UFC, the uh, speaking of uh, uh, fights that could possibly happen, I saw Hasbula signed a five year contract with the UFC, and there was no fights announced yet. But I know he has a bunch of beef with uh, the other guy. There's a guy from uh, Tajikistan there, uh, Abdu Rozik. He's another little guy. They, yeah, yeah. They, they're both these guys. They've got the uh, it's like a, a growth hormone deficiency, and they've been talking about scrapping in the UFC. Like they've been beefing on social media for like a couple of years now. But uh, and and then you go and see Hasbula signs a five year contract with UFC, and that's mostly going to be promotional stuff like. I saw a video of him smashing a, a burger in Volkanovsky's face and shit like that. That's probably the most of uh, what Hasbula will be doing over the next five years here. But uh, what would you guys think of that announcement that he's he's joining the UFC? Put him against Chemayev. <laughs> Chemayev would let him win, probably. <laughs> Just fucking, those guys love it. Uh, fucking uh, Hasbula. He's from Dagestan, right? He's another Dagestan guy. Yeah. He was close yeah. with Khabib too. Like he was in the cage yeah. a couple times when Khabib fought and whatever. But let me tell you this. I, you know what? The Hasbula thing is funny when you're scrolling through TikTok and Instagram and shit. Yeah. But if I fucking buy a pay-per-view and, <laughs> and a Hasbula fight on the pay-per-view up. is <laughs> Hasbula versus Rosic, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Like I'm going to lose <laughs> I would my love fucking that. mind. Dude, I would actually love that. I wouldn't even complain. I think that was hilarious. That'd be the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Like they both got the same fucking thing that Andy Milanakis does. Like I, I wouldn't go and pay to watch Andy Milanakis. <laughs> Andy Milanakis free on fucking YouTube, right? The same thing. It's a growth or fucking hormone deficiency or whatever the hell it is. But I, if I turn yeah. on a UFC pay per view and I see Hasbula in the ring uh, or octagon about the fight, I am going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> I'll lose my mind. <laughs> I hope it's like an intermission between fights or something, right? Like, I hope it's not like main event. <laughs> fucking Hasbula versus Rosic. You're waiting all night and the main event comes out. So these guys, <laughs> imagine so their walkouts. High. Imagine their walkouts, dude. I'm just fired up for that. Like, fuck, it's going to be fucking awesome to see. If Bro, it like, happens, if- right? Like, he, he's not expected to fight, I don't think, right now. He's just doing promotional shit. But I think one day you might see it happen. I think Dana White's hinted at that. It'd be fucking like watch. It'd be like going to an OHL or NHL game, and then they let the fucking Timbits on before the Zambonis <laughs> come on. The little fucking tiny <laughs> little Timbit skate going around. And there's like just team on team. That's what this Hasbula thing would be to me. And like you say, it'd have to be an intermission thing. It wouldn't be something I'd watch. Put them on if you're gonna make a gimmick like this. Put them on like the fucking Jake Paul cards or whatever. Like don't put them on a yeah. real UFC card. That's just absurd. 
It is a little bit of a Jake Paul kind of thing. Like it's just like a social media fucking attention grabber thing to suck. A rough and rowdy. That would be perfect for a rough and rowdy. Yeah, a rough and rowdy would be actually perfect for that. And that there's a rough and rowdy coming up uh I want to say December. I could be wrong. I'd have to go check the dates, but there's another one coming up this year before the year's out. And uh I know DK loves those. They're good entertainment. I love I love watching it for everything's going on. You get like the Dave Portnoy and Big Cat shooting the shit kind of like in this yeah. side. It's just it's funny, man. Like I, I always find it a good time. Plus, but sometimes you get a lull. You get like three or four fights in a row where you're like, this is horrible. But like it's still yeah. funny. Like it's still funny to watch. It's just shit going. Right? It's it's a good time. The oh, barstool yeah, guys like, make it funny too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like Caleb Caleb Presley, like that guy's gonna be a star. That guy's funny as fuck. Like oh, the here he is, Sunday right? conversations. Here he is. Yeah, yep. I know. Like yeah. those are those are unreal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those are funny, dude. Fucking love that. Those Sunday conversations are a must watch. Like I remember, like he really burst onto that scene when it was like uh, Paul versus fucking Mayweather, and he's sitting there with Mayweather, and he's like, "He stole your hat, no cap." And fucking Floyd was like sitting there, and he's like, "That's (laughs) that was a good one." And just the fucking like dry humor that he has is unbelievable. Like I love every second of it. Oh, he just asked the best questions, right? It just like Aaron Rodgers he had on there yeah. a couple of weeks ago, like just asking the most offside questions, and they just it puts him in the place where like I don't know what the fuck to say to that. And you get the best reactions out of these guys, like reactions you don't get in any other interview because no, no other interviewer is asking those kind of questions. So it's something unique, probably not for everyone. I bet there's a lot of people that kind of get offended by some of the questions that get asked and that. But I mean, for what what we're doing here on Box on Knox and the kind of humor we got and shit, it's. If you're listening to this pod and you enjoy it, you'd probably love to see the fucking Caleb Presley Sunday conversations. Definitely check those out if you haven't seen those. I mean, if you're listening to this pod, you probably know about them. But anyways, um, one more thing on UFC before we get uh, too carried away. Another shit here is, uh, and it's a bit of a segue here. Shout out to uh, Jose Aldo on a great career. Just announced his retirement this past week. We kind of knew it was coming after that last fight. Him and... um, can't remember his opponent's name, but they were sitting down there in the cage talking for a long time after the fight was over. And the guy uh, that he fought said, yeah, he's basically told me he's going to be retiring. And then few like a month later, here we have it. He announced his retirement. And I can't even count how many great fights I've seen him in. Uh, I wish his last one went differently than it did because he took the loss there. But that won't take anything away from his legacy. The man is a legend. Fucking... Hall of Famer for sure. And then I'll use this as a segue because um, we also had an NHL legend retire this week. And that is Big Zed. There's Dano Chara. Probably one of the most iconic hockey players of all time. And uh, he had a fantastic NHL career. Uh, I loved when he was on the Sens. It wasn't for very long, but as a Sens fan, I can I watched many games growing up. Him playing. Love the guy. Hall of Famer guaranteed. And then also shout out to P.K. Subban and Keith Yandel. All three of these guys announced their retirement from pro hockey the same day, and I always enjoyed watching them out there. Uh, you boys got any thoughts on all that? And uh, are you going to miss watching them play or what? Yeah, th- three led or well, I don't know if all legends, but three like uh, big names, big name defensemen over like the past like decade and, and, and more. Um, yep. The Subban one, like obviously we knew Chara was going, and we uh, probably Yandel was probably easy to predict. But the Subban one kind of caught me off guard because I thought he was still like had something in it. But that guy fucking, I listened to Sean Avery sometimes, his pod, and he reacted to it. And he said like, or no, it was, he didn't react to it. He was talking about Subban. Maybe he did. I don't remember. But he said Subban's fucking like 
30 pounds overweight. He's chirping Subban. And he's like, sick player. He was a good player, but he is not in training camp form. Like, yeah, he wasn't, he hasn't been, uh, he hasn't been great. And then like, uh, before he gets, before he gets the tag of the Subban, everyone hates him even more. I feel like every year that goes by, people hate Subban even more and more. So maybe he decided to pull out early and you could, you could, he had a fucking very Instagram worthy summer, as Sean Avery said. Um, <laughs> you, you was like hanging with fucking a bunch of boys. I think Mike Tyson. He was at like Drake concerts on yachts and shit with chicks and fucking. He but did not look in NHL shape. So maybe if the party you're paying life, attention, he's like I'm sticking with this. Let's go. Yeah. I'm fucking retired, baby. Let's but he's definitely he's definitely gonna have a long media career though in hockey. Oh, though for he's sure. a. Oh, he's yeah. a good personality. I remember him imitating Don Cherry there, fucking uh, the, yeah. the panel yeah, there. That was like, a fuck this guy. Th- he would be great on the panel. I think he would be an excellent TV personality, uh, commentating hockey or, or doing the intermissions kind of thing. But DK, what are your thoughts? Well, Daniel Chara, in my mind, first ballot Hall of Famer, and I this isn't this isn't my take. Uh, he is probably the best uh, unrestricted free agent signing of all time. When he left Ottawa and then signed in Boston. Uh, he was yeah. probably, I can't think of a July 1st signing that went better than Zidane Chara. Like John I said, Tavares. First... Yeah, I'm I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I read that in an article and I completely agreed with him. When I never had thought about that, about him, like the best UFA signing of all time was Zidane Chara when he left Ottawa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer in my mind. Uh, I always I always think of Buckin. Whenever I think of Chara, I just think of that highlight of him just ragdolling McCabe around when he was on the Senators and fought <laughs> was on the Leafs at the time. And he's just throwing him around like he's a fucking tire in the offseason. It was unbelievable. I, I always I always hated Big Z because he was great for Boston when we were trying to beat him all the time. Um, but it was time for him to go. He was starting to fight a lot more than he probably wanted to in his last couple of years. I know the speed of the game caught up to him. Subban's an interesting one. There was a report that came out that Subban said he was only going to sign with the Habs or the Leafs, and neither of them offered him a contract. He had a couple other league minimum offers and a PTO, and he didn't do it. Apparently, his back is kind of uh, messed up. He had slipped a disc in his back a couple years ago, and it just never really healed right. So From he, that Marshawn hit. Do you remember when he hit Marshawn yeah. on his back? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, there's, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're like Chara and Subban have like. Clips. And for a while, like for maybe a two, three year stretch, you're talking about the best defenseman in the league in terms of offensive output and this and that. Yep. It was Eric Carlson and PK Subban. Those two were the yeah. top, the cream of the crop in terms of point getting defensemen yep. for probably a, a two to four year stretch, both of them. And Subban was right there with Eric Carlson every year. Maybe Carlson was, was better than him, but you get what I'm saying. He was up there with the top defenseman, um, whatever, in the league in terms of point scoring. Keith Yandel, my guy. I fucking I think the first episode of this podcast I stood up yeah. with Keith Yandel because he got healthy scratched in Philly. That yeah. fucking joke of an organization ruining his Iron Man streak. And you know what? Great career That's for him. That's why he retired, bro. He's yeah. pissed about that still. <laughs> I was gonna say he he was actually a big part of the Rangers, like when the Rangers got Marty St. Louis back in the, like a, a few years back there, and and they also got Keith yeah. Yandel. And if you look in the playoffs, Keith Yandel was almost more important to the team than Marty St. Louis was. They didn't win anything, but at the same point, they got to like the Eastern Conference Finals a few years, and Yandel was a big part of that team. He had a great career. Um, it sucked that he fucking wilted away in Arizona for a long time, but at the same point, you love you love to see guys like this calling it a career where it's like they didn't stick around for too long, probably, other than Big Z. Yeah, well, and I wouldn't even say like Big Z stayed around too long because he was 
still good even in his last season. Like he's still a solid defenseman his entire career. And like uh, I was saying earlier, like he's probably one of the most iconic hockey players of all time. Like when you ask a non-hockey fan, like of our generation about hockey and they're playing the video game or something, they pick the team with Char because he's the guy that hits the hardest. He's the biggest guy on the ice. Like he just looks like a unit in the video game. Like everyone knows fucking Char, man. That guy's like you said, uh, I don't know how you put it first ballot Hall of Famer, I think is what you said. Like, yeah, he's going in there guaranteed. And yep. uh, like you mentioned, the um, the Sens uh, free agency thing there, when he left the Sens, that, that still fucking bothers me to this day because <laughs> what could have been if he stuck around? But you know, at the time we had, we kept Wade Redden over him. And at the time, yep. Wade Redden was like an Eric Carlson type guy. And then I think Redden, the rumor, there was a lot of rumors. I don't know if they were ever confirmed, but there was a lot of uh, things like being said that he had a drug problem and stuff like that. Like he was uh, putting his money up his nose kind of thing. Was, that was the rumor in Ottawa about Half Redden. guys do. Oh, a lot of them do like a fucking Kuznetsov's first line there, eh? <laughs> That's Stewie <laughs> J's fantasy team's fucking name, by the way. I didn't make that up. That's credit to Stewie J for coming up with that one. Kuznetsov's I didn't come up with line. that one. I, think I saw it somewhere oh, here. I definitely did. Uh, I thought that. you did. I saw actually I was playing an NHL video game. I took a shot, a screenshot and sent it to Stewie. One of the teams on NHL yeah, uh, had their team name yeah, is Kuznetsov's first line. Yeah, they stole your fucking shit, man. Anyway, so... um. Bunch of legends retiring. Had to get that in the pod today, but uh, sticking with hockey here, Nathan McKinnon uh, has now become the highest paid player in the NHL history, getting paid more than McDavid. I don't have the numbers on hand here, but uh, we should probably dig those up. I don't know if you guys got them ready to go or or we can Google them either way. Um, he signed a fat contract, getting paid more than McDavid, and uh, I thought we could play a little good contract or bad contract here, boys. Um, maybe we'll pull up the stats and then. Uh, We'll say good contract, good good contract or bad contract. Eight year, a hundred point eight million for twelve point six AAV, the highest paid player in the league by one hundred thousand dollars. As McDavid makes twelve and a half a year, and I think, to be honest with you, as stupid as this may sound, at fucking the highest paid player in the league, that's a goddamn steal. That is a steal. I think if he went to the open market next year as a UFA with a guy who's won a cup probably the top, you know, he's easily a top 10, probably a top five to seven player in the league. I think he probably could have got 13.5, 14 million, and he took 12, six. I think that's a great contract. And you know what? Even though he's yeah. the highest paid player in the league, I'm willing to sit here and say that's a steal. Stu? I agree. Uh, well, it's hard to say you're stealing somebody for 12, six, but um, I think it's a good contract. Like you got it. They can't just, they can't. I think if they let it sli- like let it slide a little bit too far, and then it causes drama, and then he might end up going. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like uh, they have undeniably to get one of the best players in the league, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes, for sure. For sure. Twelve six being the highest paid player. I don't think he's the best player. Nope. But it's still the contract makes sense though. They had to get it done. Um, it does make me feel a little bit better about uh, Matthews and shit getting eleven. <laughs> because I do think Matthews is the better player. Dude, to so Matthews' contract is up in two years. So he they can sign him to an extension starting July 1st. I would be shocked if Matthews' number doesn't start with a 14 and go up from there. Like, I think 14? if I'm... I yeah, think it's I at think, least 13. I think it's at least like 13.5. That's what I'm saying. Like, Four. I think he, he could end up getting 15 mil a year because by the time that contract will kick in, the cap's going to be around, I think they're projecting like 95 million. So they were saying 14.2 million 
is the exact same amount of percentage of cap as McKinnon's contract right now, which is like, say it's like 15% of the Mm. cap. So in two or three years when that contract would kick in, it would be 15% of the cap would be like 14.2 million AAV for Matthews. And you know what? Matthews probably, um, until McDavid's contract comes up, probably deserves to be the highest paid player in the league. Because I think you could, you could easily make the argument that Matthews is the better player that like, if you were creating a team tomorrow, you'd probably take Matthews over McKinnon. He should be getting paid more. It's just a matter of like how much, like, and I don't think Matthews is a big, like, uh, you know what? I'll just take 12, seven to be the highest paid player in the league. Like, I think he's going to get a blank check and write whatever the fuck he wants on it. Yeah. Or not, not a a guy to take a team, team friendly discount. No, no, (laughs) no, he's not. Well, that'll be interesting too. Like, how the Leafs can even be able to afford that with all the other contracts they're tied up in? So. Yeah, the Tavares one hurts, but when is that? That's still going to be Two going right when, when when he's up. Yeah, like when that yeah. one starts, I think the, the Tavares contract will be over, and I think even Mitch will be like in his okay, last yeah. year. So, but but the, also the cap's going to go up. So I get what you're saying, Ty, but they're going to have ten million more in cap space because of just the straight up the cap just going up, right? Um, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, like I, I, it's scary to think of what Matthews is gonna get. Like, Matt, like is it is it outlandish to think that Matthews may ask for fucking fifteen million a year for eight years? I think they, I think that's probably where they start. That's what I'm saying. The I, Matthews camp. I think they, I honestly think that no matter who the least GM is, they hand this guy a fucking blank check and they say, write whatever you want. Just know that the higher it goes, the less of a team you're gonna have around you. You're getting paid 16 mil a year. We're probably going to lose Mitch. Like, I, I just, I, I just think yeah. it's going to be a blank check situation because you know what? If Toronto loses him, uh, speaking as a Leafs fan, Toronto will burn to the fucking ground. <laughs> you, you just can't let players yeah. like that walk away for free. No, you can't. And I think it'll be a long negotiation too because he's got like this McKinnon contract to, to back him up and say, I'm better than that guy. Yep. And you could argue who's, be- who's better. You could say McKinnon's better than Matthews. You could say yep. Matthews better than McKinnon. Either way, you're getting a great fucking player. Um, but it, I think, yeah, it'll take a long time for them to negotiate that contract. I'm really interested to see how that all plays out. Going back to the McKinnon contract there, though, um, just to get my thoughts in on that. I don't think, it, like DK said, it's a steal. I wouldn't call it a steal, but definitely a good deal. I mean, the guy's proven. He's won a Stanley Cup. He's carried the fucking team for how many years he's been there. He took them from a, a bottom-of-the-league team to one of the best team, well, the best team in the league. And I think he got paid exactly what he should have been paid. Highest paid or exactly the same as McDavid. Either way, it would have been fine by me. Uh, definitely a good contract for the Colorado Avalanche. Yep. And um, that's all I had on that. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Matthews there. But um, I don't know if I can do this. I'm going to try and use the same segue I used before when we were talking about players retiring there. We're talking about Aldo retiring and all that. So I'm going to use this segue again and talk about another Hall of Famer or future Hall of Famer. That is Albert Pujols in the MLB, a baseball legend. And at the end of this season, he's planning on retiring. And he's currently at 698 home runs as we're recording this pod. I think they have a game tonight or by the next pod, you know, or by the time you hear this, we don't know what he's going to be at. But um, uh, what's the over-under on him getting 700 before the season's out, boys? I think there's like 13, 12 games left. Do you think uh, he gets over 700, under 700? (laughs) Even, what are you thinking, boys? Um, Ty, I'm gonna give you like a a, a C plus rating on that on that segue. <laughs> I don't think it was a bad segue, but uh, yeah, fuck, <laughs> it, it's passable. I think um, as long as it passed, baby. Let's go. I fucking never <laughs> said I was an A fuck straight. I was never a straight A student, baby. I was always getting those. I was getting by. I got by. 
Don't get Yo, bumped. If Pujols doesn't hit 700, he's always got to come back next year. I would do. That was literally <laughs> what I was going to say. Imagine this guy hits one. He's stuck on 699. And then all of a sudden he puts out a tweet that says, I think I'm gonna, I would love to watch this guy hit number 700, round third, touch home plate, and just keep running into the fucking clubhouse. Like, that's all I'm here for. Like, even <laughs> yeah, if it would be electric. <laughs> just be like, yeah, I came back, I hit my 700th, and now I'm gone. Like, I, if I had to put odds on it, the odds are probably like, if you were to bet him 700, it'd probably be at like plus. 400 right now like you'd get four to really? one yeah I yeah probably dude, 350 bro, about that it's 350 for him to get a home run like every night yeah like it's it's Plus tough man like he's just and he, he's not going to be playing every game that's the problem like he doesn't play every night they it's will cool. though if he's trying to hit 700 yeah i think he's gonna do it i think he's gonna do it like he doesn't it's not like he struggles to hit home runs anymore like he still has like I love watching the games of the whole like, crowd standing up and they're just begging for them to pitch a fastball. Like, just give it to them, man. Just yeah. fucking give it. Even though they'll be in the Dodgers stadium. I think they're playing the Dodgers tonight or tomorrow they night. Are but tonight, yeah. It, yeah, they're fucking even. I can't remember who they played last game, but it was the opposing team. The whole crowd standing up. They're in the opposing team's arena. He's got to be one of the most respected fucking players in all of sports, man. Yep. Like, no one hates this guy. Like, even the other team's standing up, got their cameras out, and they want to see him hit it. Like, just throw him a fucking fastball, man. Especially if you're like winning like six to one, like just give this guy the fucking seven hundred. They can put some fifth of all time home runs, maybe four. I'm the same way, dude. I'm the same way. If I'm fucking, if I'm a pitcher, if I'm a pitcher, and he's stuck on six ninety nine with two games left, I am grooving this guy three fucking fastballs right down the pipe, like right yeah, down the pipe. Yeah. Be like, you know what? I don't care dude. that I'm gonna be on a highlight forever. Pujols is an absolute legend. If you grew up watching baseball, you know Albert Pujols. He was one of the best players yeah. in the league for a long time. Him and Miguel Cabrera kind of ran. One ran the AL, one ran the NL for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And it'd be great to see him get the 700. I'm cheered for him. I'm a, bit, I'm a big Albert Pujols fan. Who is People it, for- man? I don't know a guy that doesn't like fucking Pujols, man. People forget Pujols was sick at third base, too, for yep. when he was young, too. Yep. He was kind of, yep. He was kind of an animal out there. Um. I would say it's it's far more likely than plus four hundred. I'd say it's just I'd say it's just as likely he does it than he doesn't. Like he only needs two. He's hit twenty all year, and then now he's going to be swinging for the fences, right? Or he's hit nineteen this year or something. I think right? he has he has the most home runs post All Star break in the MLB. I think like maybe other than Judge, but like after the home run derby and the All Star break, he had had the most home runs in the fucking at least in the NL. Like he really turned it yeah. on, knowing that he needed yeah. seven hundred. And he, yeah, so he's on a good pace. Like, uh, I th- I don't know. I think he does. I it. hate watching him get struck out. The last couple of times I've seen him up to bat, and I'm fucking just waiting for that. Everyone's on their feet, and those guys throwing fucking balls way out of the fucking strike zone. Just fucking way left, way right. It's like, buddy, give him one. You fuck. Yeah. You're fucking winning five to fucking one right now. Like, send <laughs> one right up the middle. Come on. But, Watch him uh, tank two tonight, and then by the time this pod comes out, he's it's this is just irrelevant. <laughs> My plus four hundred <laughs> is the stupidest take of all time. <laughs> What's more likely? I hope What's he more, gets here. Here's the here it is. What's more likely, Pujols seven hundred or fucking Aaron Judge sixty two? I'd say Aaron Judge sixty two is more likely. That's more likely. I think yeah, and yeah, and I think he's he been. Does, I think he does it. Hundred percent. Well, it's only but more likely because he tonight. needs one and Pujols needs two, right? Like no, he, they, both need two. they both need oh, two. Oh, does he? Pujols oh, he needs two at... to break it, right? He needs yeah. one to tie it for Aaron Judge, yep. right? Right. Yep. 
Yeah, and he's playing tonight as we're recording this pod, I think. So by the time this comes out, he might have already fucking got that one. I've got, uh, see on DraftKings, they got this this boost. If you fucking, like every time, even for his 60th, it was like plus 20% boost of odds if you just have him for a home run. So I got that rolling again tonight. Hopefully he fucking hits that dinger and we get paid. It's for two uh, right now. Well, what is it? What inning are they in? It's still probably pretty early, right? Like maybe halfway through the game, not even. Fourth or the fifth by now. All okay. right, well, fuck. Look what they did in the ninth inning a couple nights ago, that oh, walk-off yeah. grand slam, baby. Let's see one of those from Aaron Judge. Let's get it. Yep. Dude, I can't I wait until he leaves the Yankees. Can't wait till he's in the National League next year and we don't have to fucking worry about him. I, I can't wait till he fucking <laughs> leaves the Yankees and goes right down the street to the New York Mets. They're like one of the only teams in the league that could really afford him, and I think that would be an unbelievable storyline is for him to go right down the road to the fucking biggest rivals <laughs> and just head, head, head up a yeah. Mets jersey for the That'd next. That'd be some Kevin Durant game. today. That, yeah, would, that would, that would bring some eyes to baseball. That'd be good for the sport. I'd it say. would be, it would be. <laughs> I like, but he hit a grand slam in the Mets game the other night too there. Lindor, I think it's like last yep. name's Lindor. He fucking hit. He hit a Francisco Lindor. Yeah. Yeah. That but, guy's another um, guy. Uh, he's having a good year too. Yep. He's had a couple down years since when, since Lindor was used to be sick, and now he's sick again. So, fuck. While we're all on MLB here, boys, I don't know if we've ever had a like we did this for M- NBA when NBA season was going on. We did for NHL going into the playoffs. Who do you have winning the uh, the World Series? You got any prediction for that, or uh, might as well just fucking throw one out there. I kind of didn't plan on asking this question, but what do you? I know thought? what Ty's gonna say. Cardinals, let's go. <laughs> I, I became a massive Cardinals fan in the last like month. Realistically, I, though, I'm thinking either Dodgers or Astros. I mean, I think those are the top two teams. I watch them fucking this. Like, I always gamble on the Astros, and they always fucking win. I get uh, Altuve to hit a hit a fucking get a hit, and the Astros to win, and that fucking I don't know. I got a, a soft spot for them because they make me money all the time. Same with the Dodgers, Mookie Bats, baby. Let's go. I think either <laughs> of those teams. Or, uh, they're probably big favorites to win it. Actually, like one, they're probably the top two teams. That maybe I'm yeah. wrong. I don't know. Padres yeah, probably like up the easy, there. Like the easy calls. I think. Um, I think Cardinals where my heart's at, though. That's all I'm saying. Now, I don't think the Cardinals would be a bad thoughts. pick. To be honest, anyone can no. really win it. The thing about baseball is that like uh, coaching and like the manager role becomes like so much more important in the playoffs and like has such a big effect. Like, uh, who the Braves won it last year, right? And they yep. were yeah. They were a fucking wild card team. They like it would have been the Jays if it if it wasn't them, right? And also, like, so a lot of or teams, no, they had more wins. Or the Jays had. Sorry to, to interrupt you. The Jays been, had more wins than the Braves last did last year. So that's what I mean. Like, and the Jays didn't make the playoffs, and the Braves won the World Series. So uh, anything fucking can really happen. To be honest, yeah, Cardinals well, are going all the way. Not like basketball, right? Yeah, no, it's not. It's and, and the way the way MLB playoffs works is like so during the regular season, there's just so many goddamn games, right? Like, there, and there's five starters, and realistically, every time a team throws out their fourth and their fifth starter, it gets dicey for them. Like, you don't know if they're gonna have a great start, right? In the playoffs, you need three. You need three starters to go play because you play every other day. So by the time the first one fucking starts, that like the game, by the time the the fourth game rolls around. He's just going to pitch on four or five days rest instead of having seven, like like in a normal yeah. fucking MLB season. So you need three. With that being the case, it's going to be tough for any team in the National League to fucking hit Jake DeGrom, Max Scherzer, and then Carlos Carrasco. 
as well yeah. as the Mets, the, the way the Mets can hit too, like that's fucking tough. I sure. think the winner comes out of the uh, NL, uh, whether it's the Dodgers or the Mets. Those are my two favorite picks. I honestly think right now I'm saying this too, that it'll be the fucking Jays versus the Astros in the ALCS. I actually, I fully believe that. I just think the Jays get so much stronger when you can toss Ross Stripling into the bullpen and you're throwing out every fucking, every start. You got Gosman. Stripling might have to start. Well, I, Brios has been pretty good in his last, in, in since. Not the last night September. or two nights ago. No, not two nights. You're right. He did have a blow up start, but he's been pretty good other than that in September. He's kind of like saved a season a bit, but maybe you're right. Maybe fucking Stripling gets the third start. But if you're throwing out Manoa, Gosman, and then either Barrios or Stripling, I'm feeling okay, especially with if the other starter goes to the bullpen. I'm feeling okay about the Jays' rotation, and we all know about the Jays' bats, man. They can fucking hit, and it's just a matter yeah. of, like, they can hit Bichet, anybody. baby. <laughs> say, and they Bichet. hit good pitching better than they hit bad pitching. Like, if you look at their wins this year, like, they lit up Garrett Cole. Like, they, they fucking love facing good pitchers because they're young and they're hungry and this and that. I think it'll be the Jays versus the Astros in the ALCS, and it'll probably be the Astros versus the Mets, and I think the Mets take it. I like that. Damn. That sounds very possible. Um, I'm, did we get I, Stu's prediction? Do, yeah, I was just about to say, uh, um, I don't even like everyone. I don't know, man. Baseball, just I'm looking at like all these, all the playoff teams right now, and like everyone looks like they pretty much have an equal chance, minus like minus a few. Here's what I'll say the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the A- the Astros, the Dodgers, Mets, and Cardinals, and Padres are all, all. I think it's one of them. That's like half the teams in the fucking playoffs. I'd say the teams that don't really have a chance are the Phillies, the Braves, except the Braves won last year. Um, and I don't see the Rays and Mariners doing much. Don't count those don't Mariners think- out. That's my fucking dark horse pick is the Seattle Mariners to make it to the World Series. Their fucking top three pitchers are great with Logan Gilbert, Robbie Ray, and I had the third guy's name as a start at this point, and then it just slipped my brain. But you get what I'm saying. They got three good pitchers, and they can mm-hmm. hit very well. I wouldn't count Seattle out. They'd be my dark horse team to come out of the AL, um, but that's just like a fucking a degenerate bet that you should only throw some pizza money on, fucking five or ten bucks. Yeah, it's Luis, it's Luis Castillo you're thinking Castillo, about. yes, sorry. Right. That was you're a good right. deadline move, but I just don't think... I don't think... Pick one team, Steve. You had to pick one team. One mm. team. Maybe two. We'll give you two. Two teams. I I'm going to pick the Blue Jays. I'm going to pick the Blue Jays because I'm a homer. And then I, yeah. and then I do... Oh, it's so tough in the National League. Oh, there's so many good Cardinals. teams. In the oh, it's so tough. The Cardinals, I want to pick the Cardinals, but like I feel like they don't pitch well enough. No, they don't. Whoa. They got fucking, uh, what's it? Wainwright's a beauty man. Best battery going there. Wainwright Molina. Was yeah, this guy texted me the other day. He said, Wainwright <laughs> Molina, best battery in the league, as if Molina's done anything in the last three years. I was going to say, he maybe used to be a legend. Longest standing, but maybe not best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> well, they had the, they broke a record, right? Most starts yeah. or something like that, or yeah. most uh, of all time, I think, like number one. And like as a battery, yeah. like most I don't in a think, season or something. I just don't think Adam Wainwright's ever been considered to be one of the best pitchers in the league. I know Yachty is always good. Though. Him and Flaherty but, was Flaherty's the other guy I, they got. The thing about the Colonels, they don't have they don't have bad pitching, but like any one of those guys are are are, are liable to have like a, a a bad night more 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. way more likely than a guy like uh, like the Manoa Scherzer level guys, DeGrom. or in the National League like the Scherzers, the Degrom. Like Degrom's Kershaw. never gonna have a bad night. Yep. You know what I mean? We got a hell of a defense, so you got fucking uh, like the Cardinals' defense is pretty sick, man. They fucking rip and double plays like every night, man. Fucking yeah. <laughs> it's I want to say the Mets. I want to say the Mets just because they're pit. Like it's just the pitching, man. But like the it's hard as it's hard to go against the Dodgers. But oh, yeah. um, I will say the Mets though. Oh, Just yeah. because, like, their lineup's sick. Like, uh, Nimmo, Alonzo, Lindor. Um, and then their pitching is, is to pick probably. One, yeah. Astros. No, fuck the Astros. Bro, you joined Well, they two. were the guys that cheated a few years yeah, ago, yeah, right? They got to fucking no, win one. No, don't ever say the Astros, They're coming back for Fuck it. the Astros, bro. It's always Why, fuck the they, Astros. Because they cheated? Yeah. Except for George wow, fuck I'm not saying I'm a fan. <laughs> Was he on the Astros when they fucking? Yeah, he was, he was. He was. He won. Uh, every, fuck, he won fucking uh, World Series MVP of the year that they won. Was George Springer? Yeah, no, I think it was Altuve. Drums, right? It might have been Springer. I thought Springer won. I thought. How Altuve, were they cheating? Though it was drums, right? They were using drums to signal. Like, and trash cans, but that's what that's whatever. But there was like this big thing that uh, Altuve was wearing like a vibrating wire or something because he hit like really? a walk off. And then fucking, as he was like coming to home plate, he was like telling them like not to jump on him because he's like as if to say like uh, I got like don't he said to like don't touch the jersey or something. He's like wearing something. Yeah, and then yeah. the, obviously he just hit a walk off. They're gonna do like the on field interview like post game, right? He ran into the fucking clubhouse and came back out with a different shirt on to fucking do the oh my god way to make it obvious interview. And there, then and then if it. you looked, dude, if you looked at the fucking um. Like his home and away splits, it was like unbelievable. He hit yeah, fucking incredibly well. That's how he well. keeps making me money, dude. He's probably still doing it. I fucking get this guy <laughs> to hit, get a fucking hit. Well, he's and a the, good player. He's winning the hits all the time. He's a good player, but it was just like his. It was just like undeniable. Like his home, his home splits, or his home and away splits were just like so like polar opposites. Like he was, he was kind of like hitting. He was struggling away. Like he was kind of hitting below average, and then and then. He was just going crazy at home. So I think the, yeah. the accusations, they had a guy like uh, with a camera or something. In, like In center field, zoomed in watching on just the, the catcher's thing. And by wow. the fucking yeah. second inning, he'd have it. He'd, I mean, he'd have everything down pat. Right? Imagine being that camera, man. You just know you're fucking everyone. Like fucking this guy. Fucking the zooming in. I'm like, yeah. I get you. The Jays <laughs> constantly used to get fucking accused of this stuff playing in the AL. They they all yeah. Do you remember that? that they used to have like a white a guy in a white suit out in you know, fucking center field. field. They they everyone started dressing up as Colonel Sanders. Yeah, they the said what, he put the his arm Bautista up every single era. Or when was that? that? This was like was that, yeah, that was like that era. Wasn't that long yeah, ago? Because they were they were hitting all the home runs then, right? The most it was like 2013, 14, shit like that. Bautista, fucking yeah. Brett Lowry or whatever his name was there. Yeah, it was that era. But yeah, um, I mean, I, I like the Mets, man. Yep. Good I'll pick. say the Mets. I'll say the Mets. You mentioned uh, like dark horse picks, and this isn't like a uh, a playoff pick. They're by no means making the playoffs as, as far as I know. I'm not a big baseball fan. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but the Diamondbacks there, they're fucking dogs every night when they play, and they beat the Dodgers recently. They beat the Padres recently. I fucking just – Put them on the money line with uh, Jake McCarthy there to get a hit, and it pays, man. You got them fucking just money line underdog. And then uh, Jake McCarthy there, he's got like the – I was telling Stu, fucking guy hits every night, man. Best batting average You're on the team. You're saying that is a dark horse? Oh, I'm not saying for like playoffs or anything. I don't think they can make the playoffs. I was just saying because they're like, like 11 games under 500. <laughs> no, no. I, I 
I think I said right at the start, like I don't think they even have a chance of making playoffs, yeah, they're but they're, they're a team that every night they're a dog and they're going up against the Dodgers and shit. And I think this time of year too, the uh, teams like Dodgers and Astros or whoever the fuck, they're not playing their, their top pitchers and all that because they want to rest them or they're trying, you know, different out, different pitches. They don't usually work on things like that. So if you fucking bet on the Diamondbacks when they're playing these big teams, Diamondbacks are out there trying to prove their their positions in their lineups. They're trying to show they they can compete and whatnot. While these teams are facing these good teams, are you know kind of taking it easy on them. And I see the the Diamondbacks upsetting teams pretty often recently. So uh, that's a gambling pick that I've been doing. Fucking, we got a podcast about gambling picks. Threw it in there. I don't know if uh, you guys are going to tail that or not, but it's been working for me. I mean, <laughs> they got the Astros Altuve one, and then the Diamondbacks uh, McCarthy one. Those both hit for me often. Something to something to keep in mind if you're gambling. But uh, as for MLB, that's all I had on that. Unless you guys wanted uh, to get anything in there about the Jays or whatnot, fucking. I guess we get we got to wait till playoff time before we talk too much more about baseball. Unless uh, Buddy hits 700 there, Pujols, or if uh, Aaron Judge hits uh, breaks a world record there. I guess well, or I guess it's a, an AL record or whatever you said yep. there, Stu. It is, yeah, but. Um... It is pretty much playoff time at this point. I, we could start talking about so the Jays like ten, from, ten games from this spot on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. It's in that range. Like everybody's got a different number of games left, but fucking right um, now, Jays are lining up to face who? The Yankees in the first round? Or who are they fucking facing? I can't remember. No, the, the Yankees will have a bye. It's just a, it's right? just a oh, matter. It, it then? The it'll Rays be a one or? and done series in the wild card for the Jays, whether they're playing the Rays or the Mariners. I think is, is the only Mariners, thing. It'll be right? one or the other. Yeah, yeah, it's the only thing up for grabs. I wouldn't want to go into Seattle. I think I'd rather play Tampa Bay because I think McClanahan's down right now too. So I don't think he'd be. We're starting getting fucked game right now. We lost yesterday, right? Yep. Yeah, and the Jays are losing, fucking hit and we're miss. Losing they're way too hit this, and miss. Hot and this cold. Eh? I like wish they're dude, either I on wish... fire or fucking choking. They had a chance, dude. If they if they had uh, closed out that last game in Philly, and then we had to win this. I mean, we could still win this series, but um, against the Rays here. But like, we almost had a fucking. We still do, kind of, but we have a series against the Yankees coming up, and like we could have. We were only as of like three days ago. We were like five and a half games back from the Yankees. Like we had a chance to just uh, win the AL East, but I don't know. It, I got a question from like a super casual baseball fan. It might sound like a dumbass asking this, but um, when the Jays were beating the uh, Phillies, I think it was they were up like eighteen to fucking eleven or whatever it was. Yeah. In the late innings, there was like they put the back catcher out to pitch or something like that. Like what the fuck was happening there? I don't understand that. Like isn't there no, still a chance like one they of could them, come back? One of those one. Well, fuck the Phillies. The Phillies. I mean they're. Oh wait, the Phillies are in a playoff spot, but it's just at that point like it's unlikely, but it's not impossible, right? Like why the fuck no, but, they do no, that? it's pretty well like they had already gone like how many pitchers that they gone through? They had already gone through yeah. like five pitchers. It's at just that a, point. it's just a matter of saving your arms for tomorrow because like usually uh, in, in in terms of the bullpen guys, like if you use them one day, you're they're you on a limited pitch count, or you day. yeah, or yeah. you try to give them a rest the next day. So especially, I think that was even like game one of their fucking series too, or maybe it was actually yeah. game two of their series and they had used maybe two or three no, it was game arm. one it was, it was game one um it was a two-game series okay. they lost it remember they lost the second one in yep. extras but the or the blue jays did but they uh i don't know what happened the night before though i think they played the phillies probably played the night before yeah so it's, it's one of those but things. it was just like one of those ones they're down seven runs like yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it was funny though buddy threw like 
240 mile per hour pitches and then he zoomed like an 85 down the line. I thought that was yeah. great, but I had no idea Talk what was going Jameson. on, right? Because I just saw the highlight. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why is this guy throwing like muffins at the guy? It happened yeah, once a week now. It wasn't even a thing like until Didn't like Pools pitch years ago. Doesn't Pools have an cool. inning this year? He might. They might have thrown a big throw. That'd be sick. Well, I missed that. If that happened, I gotta fucking see that. <laughs> Yo, hold up. Let me look it up. In the video game, I, sure I put pools into pitch, and in MLB <laughs> the show, I put pools into pitch all the time. <laughs> yeah, four dumb. months ago, Albert Pools pitching. Cardinals legend pitches for the really? first time ever. That's fine. I don't That's know how he sick. did, but I remember checking the stats not long ago, like, trying to watch this race to seven hundred. And not only fucking, is he gonna hit 700 home runs he's gonna fucking pitch too <laughs> i saw some pitching stats there i was like what the fuck that's fucking pitching set. yeah that's pretty fucking this you can guy go watch that you can fucking go yank it to that video after this one, <laughs> yeah. yeah i actually fucking ordered a pools jersey buddy i'll be fucking yanking that thing i'm saying let's go buddy i'm actually fired up for that i fucking i i i was debating between between him and arenado there like getting the arenado jersey but I was like, I got to get the guy that's like a guaranteed Hall of Famer, right? Like, Arenado could end up in a different team down the road or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't know what the future holds for that. I was thinking Goldie, too. I was getting the, thinking about getting the Goldschmidt jersey, but I was like, no, I'm going to get the Hall of Fame boy there. Goals. Goldschmidt's I'll still rocking that on the rocking that on the pod in the future. Right on. What, I think what are you about Goldie? He's still the fucking lock for NL MVP, I think, right? Yeah, that guy's, guy's a fucking <laughs> legend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the guy just rips the cover off the baseball. I think he's hitting, like, 330 with 30 dingers. Like, this is an yeah, old-school triple stupid. crown type season. Like, it's fucking yeah. insane. Well, yeah. isn't the aren't the Cardinals some of the best defense, too? Like, they only have, like, five players last year got golden yeah. gloves or something. Well, like, Gold, Goldschmidt's a sick first baseman, and, and Arenado, yeah. Arenado uh, him and Ch- uh, Matt Chapman have been, yep. like, there's been debates over the last few years who's the better third baseman, but like historically, Arenado has always been, uh, if not, or he's been pretty well the best third defensive third baseman in, in the league. And then he went to the Cardinals or whatever, and people thought uh, he was going to kind of become average. And they said Chapman was better because they're kind of in the same like fucking like echelon as far as defense. And they thought uh, Arenado hitting in Colorado boosted his stats a little bit. But then he comes to car, or he had like an okay season last year. But then this season, he's really proved that it wasn't it wasn't just because he's playing in Colorado. He's actually a sick hitter. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's on. So. He's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've got they got a sick team, man. I fucking not gonna lie, I got a few dollars on them to win the World Series. Just like uh, I do fucking, like their whole team. I like the Cardinals a lot. But would you call it DK pizza money? I got some pizza money on the Cardinals going all the way. Let's go. <laughs> Anytime you're making a small bet, yeah, just just toss some fucking pizza money on there. Don't even buy the pizza; yeah. just buy the crazy bread. Throw the crazy bread fucking money <laughs> yeah, on there for most cheese. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much the same price of the pizza. Yeah, literally. <laughs> medium, <laughs> a, medium, a medium pep is like what five ninety nine, and crazy bread's four ninety nine. So save a dollar, put the crazy. Just like bread Little on Caesars, it. like you're getting a. You say a pizza's five ninety nine, like that's having yeah. Little Caesars if it's five ninety nine. Yeah, 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 yeah that's what sure. I mean. Well, it's only yeah. that's the only place you're getting crazy bread. <laughs> wow is it i like can get crazy bread and like all kinds of little- oh no dude crazy- well you can get something similar but crazy bread is like their trademark thing. Oh, okay. crazy bread is yeah. little caesar's you, you, know I mean? so, you could get something there's no similar. little caesar's where i'm at dude i'm in north ontario we don't have fucking little caesar's out you here. can get something <laughs> similar but it's hunt. not the fucking same crazy bread is just the, one of the best parts about like little caesar's the problem with little caesar's is, is you yeah. got to go buy the pizza buy the crazy bread and a fucking roll of paper towels to just wipe off all the goddamn grease off the pizza. So yeah, yeah. yeah fact, <laughs> I think 
Little Caesars pizza is like the only pizza I don't enjoy like the next day, like reheated. Oh, like every pizza. other pizza, I'll love it the next day. Little Caesars, like, I don't know, man. I got to fucking yeah. eat it the day after it's no good the next day. Little Caesars but is like a staple. <laughs> Little Caesars was yeah. a staple as a, as a kid in our fucking house. I don't know. It was probably what? just because it was cheap, but fucking yep. uh, people hate on it. I was like, I grew up on that I shit. I love you Little Caesars. I, mean? like, I get sick of it because it's so cheap and I would buy it all the time on my way home from work from the factory, yeah. like in the late night. Yeah. And I got yeah. sick of it that way. But it definitely, like I, when I was first getting into that, it was the best shit going. Oh, yeah. I loved Little Caesars. So cheap, yeah. bro. Oh, my God. What's with their commercial, seven, though? You I see killed that? the whole thing. You seen this commercial where they keep saying pizza pizza in it? Like I keep yeah. seeing it. Like you know the little like uh, little Caesar's that's been guy. Their thing there he for goes years. pizza pizza. Yeah, yeah but I mean, in the commercial they're like they just keep saying pizza pizza. No, it's it's pizza pizza. Or whatever. I'm like just thinking this is a pizza pizza commercial. Right? I know, like, I know. Fucking but like that, get a different slogan, you fox. <laughs> I think. Well, I think <laughs> that's my pizza, opinion. How long has pizza pizza been around? A like long, little Caesar's been around fuck, forever. Too long. Like, Google fucking, it should be out of Jamie. I don't know. Pizza Pizza is horrible. It's the worst fucking chain pizza that you could possibly buy. I would go. It to is like, pretty factory, like produced, yeah, like dude. fucking. It's the same thing printed out everywhere, and it's yeah. soggy. You can get some pizza pizzas are all right though. Like it depends which one you go to. I think, in my opinion, I've had good pizza pizza when it's like two in the morning and they're the only fucking thing that delivers out to where I live. And you're hammered, and you have pizza pizza. That's like fucking godsend, right? That's heaven sent shit. Fuck fucking. It. But uh, when you compare it to Little Caesars and the prices, yeah, it's kind of dog shit. Like Little yep. Caesars, fucking definitely the better bang for your buck kind of thing. But um, yeah, somehow we got onto pizza chat here. But uh, <laughs> I think we pretty much covered all our topics, boys. Any uh, final thoughts before we uh, wrap I up have episode one. 21? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, I, I want to ask DK if you saw it, but a couple, a few days ago, do you see the Bryson DeChambeau getting mangled by the fucking rope? Fucking God, how soft. <laughs> Did that guy look, dude? My favorite part about it is how he's like sitting there on one knee and his fucking caddy just doesn't know what to do because he's like embarrassed for him. He's like, what the fuck? He just hands him the towel. He pulls it out of his hands. Shit. Like, this is my favorite yeah, part. Yeah, like, yeah. he's not, you're not hurt, Bryson. You're just fucking embarrassed and it's your own fault. How about duck down? Like, <laughs> duck under the rope. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? He's blaming everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking loser, man. Is he like, is it fair to say he's still like the villain of golf right now? I don't know if villain is the right word, but everyone just thinks he's the fucking like that spoiled rich kid that nobody wants to hang out with. But he has, like, does he have fans though? Like, I feel like, uh, I feel like if you give the, the enemy enough time, if you let it go enough time, he starts getting fans. Like, uh, you see it with anything like Donald Trump. Everyone hated Donald Trump right at the start. And then he's a, and then everybody's like, Oh, I kind of fucked with the everyone. guy. <laughs> not ev- No, no, of course not everyone, but he's got like way more fans today than he had originally. You know what I mean? Or Andrew right. Tate, like Arguable. all these like Arguable. controversial figures. And now like Bryson DeChambeau, I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, uh, everyone hated him a while ago, but now like I go to like, uh, I see like a YouTube video of him and everybody, the comments just like praising him. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the reverse of that quote. It's like, be the hero long enough. You become the villain. What's that quote? I'm looking yeah, for literally, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, it's yeah. the opposite of that all exactly like, exactly like Chimaev did the actual way like if we're going talking ufc where you you know be the hero long enough you see yourself become the villain that's fucking Chimaev right there yeah but then i guess DeShambeau it works both ways bro that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, so, yeah but yeah DeShambeau just every now and again he does shit like this where he fucking he runs into a rope and it's his fault and he blames everyone around him and he looks so soft and just a quote and it sounds like he's gonna cry 
I can't even see out of my right eye. Shut up, Bryson. Like, just fucking stand up, dude. Like, you yeah. walk into a rope. <laughs> like, this is outrageous. I couldn't believe it. Like, it, I, and then, like, even, like, everyone got pissed at him, like, uh, originally when he's on the tour because, like, he'd hit a bad shot. He'd hook a shot, like, fucking 40 yards deep into the woods and then turn around to his caddy and give him one of these and be like, what the fuck was that? It's like, your caddy gave you the yardages and you made a terrible swing and he blames the caddy or blames the club. Yeah. Like, it's just, he does stuff stuff like this all the time where you're like, yeah, this guy fucking sucks. Like, you would not want to hang out with this guy. <laughs> you gotta yeah, get uh, Golf Insider Matt Trelaud's opinion on that one, eh? He was just at the yeah. Live, Live Golf Tour there. He was at one of the Live events in Chicago and he was messaging me about it. So we might have to get him back on and get a little get a little take yeah. on what, what the Live life is looking like. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. I don't think it would hurt at all. Yeah. I, <laughs> wow, man. That's fair. Let's get Chalad back. I wonder what he, uh, if he likes fucking Deshambo. That guy, I don't know. That guy just seems like a very emotional dude, and 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 fails to take blame whenever something's his fault. As soon as he soaked it too, he's like, "What the fuck? Come on, are you serious, guys?" And then it goes down, and he's like fucking rolling on the ground like he just broke his leg. I don't get how nobody really? withstands. Like nobody, like if I was there and that happened, I would be like hysterically laughing. Like I'd be like, yeah. "What the fuck is going on here?" He ran into a rope. What are we silent for? Like, this guy didn't just break his fucking leg. He didn't get hit with a golf ball. Like, he ran into a rope, and it was his fault. Like, I would be crying laughing, wow. and everyone was standing over him with this, like, concerned look. It's like, what is his eyeball sitting I on the I didn't see this. Because he's a fucking loose cannon. He's probably liable to fucking snap, bro. Yeah, true. I, I didn't know. see this. Did he, like, run into it? Did he walk into it? Like He, he walked into it, dude. He walked into it. So there were people lifting the ropes from him, and then, and then he didn't. He didn't fucking bend down far enough. He just ducked right <laughs> then, into it. <laughs> he just ducked. Dumbass. Six feet. He's six foot two, and somehow he didn't fucking get under the rope. It's just insanity. <laughs> he just like took he a didn't dive. bend down. Yeah, he didn't bend down. I thought he was so embarrassed. He was so embarrassed that he just had to stay down and be like, "My eye, I can't even see out of my right eye." Like, shut up, Bryson. Shut up. Yeah, yeah bro. Wow. Yo, I saw I him on a. That up. <laughs> I saw him on like fucking Tucker Carlson or something. I saw like a YouTube video and he was talking about how he's like, uh, he's like, <laughs> he's a trendsetter for joining Live Golf. He wasn't even the he's first like, one. Yeah, I've always, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I've always been a, I've always been a trendsetter, I guess. <laughs> and then talking about like how like it's good for the game and, and stuff like that. It's like, uh, I think you just, you probably just did it for the bag, to be yeah. honest, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they gave you a hundred wow. or two hundred fucking million dollars. Of course he went. That's not a trend, pal. And Dustin Johnson went first for two hundred million. He didn't even go first. He didn't set no trend. His trend that he yeah. set was that he fucking hit the ball further, and then everybody tried to hit the ball further. That's about what he did. Yeah, he's like Curry with the threes, but he hit the ball further than everybody else first. <laughs> that was it. I guess, yeah, I don't know fuck all about golf, but that just sounds like a fucking... Neither uh, do I, really, but... Sounds like some drama, right? Like, fucking, it just sounds like a... I know. Like a soap I, opera I, kind of shit. Like, really, man? <laughs> I know. I don't know shit about golf either, but I know him because I see him pop up in the fucking news all the time doing something stupid. Yep. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to get Matt Shalad's opinion because that guy knows the... He knows his shit and he's actually involved in the golf, uh, the golf scene and all that. So we'll have to have him back one of these days and... Yep. find out what happened there but uh i think we covered all the topics we covered our final thoughts here boys i think it's time to wrap it up um unless you got anything else or we're doing it all set all right that's it that's a wrap for episode 21 bucks on knocks make sure to check us out on our social media pages we're on instagram twitter and tiktok 
And uh, we also post our gambling picks on those social media pages. So keep an eye out for those. And then uh, drop a five-star review down for the podcast if you dig it. And uh, check out the other podcasts on showbile.com. And if you can't be cool, be careful. And if you can't be good, be good at it.